The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is tired of her dysfunctional family. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, right? <laughs> but before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. Correct. We are not relationship therapists. We are not family. And family, what is that phrase? Family and something... Therapists? What's Marriage the and family therapists. Yeah, there we go. See, I don't even know what the name is. <laughs> we are not professionals. We are not trained in this. So please take our advice as you see fit. We are only here to offer our humble musings. So hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding, but mostly confusing experience that is love. Okay, I'm going to dive into today's letter. It's from Tired of My Dysfunctional Family, whose pronouns are she, her, who is writing to us from The Void. Hi, friends. I have some pretty intense family stuff that I feel so lost about. I'm a 26-year-old bisexual, she, her, trigger warning for abuse. I need to add some backstory before getting into my letter, but I promise it's all relevant. 
I had a pretty rough childhood. My dad was abusive towards my mother and later partners and struggled with substance abuse to alcohol and hard drugs. He eventually got sober from drugs, but never really stopped drinking and got remarried when I was a teenager. My stepmother brought her two children from her previous marriage. I've had so many issues with my dad in more recent years. It stemmed from him being emotionally and verbally abusive towards my younger siblings, including my stepsisters. I've had to go no contact twice for years each time. Tried to set different boundaries, pleaded with him to go to therapy, quit drinking. I've tried it all. Fast forward to today, I had to distance myself from him again a few weeks ago because he was shouting at my sister and I could not be around it. I felt like maybe I could have some type of contact with him, meeting in public places for lunch or dinner because I knew he would I knew he wouldn't yell there. This all changed the other day when one of my sisters told me that he was shouting at her, talking about her biological father and said, quote, at least I'm not a homophobic slur like he was. For context, her biological father passed away from an illness when she was only six. As he was sick in the hospital, he told my stepmother that he had been having an affair with a man. I was disturbed about my dad's use of the F slur, to say the least. He hasn't said anything in years, so I thought he had changed his perspective after I came out. I was so appalled at him, not only for using a homophobic slur to talk about someone like that he has A, never met, and B, speaking as if he was better than my sister's biologic father. My father was abusive towards my mother and continues to be verbally and abusive to his children. I am baffled that he can't have the self-reflection to realize that he is in no place to judge someone for being gay, not even having an affair, but sleeping with a man, I don't understand. I have confronted him about his behavior in the past, and it only led to my siblings having more issues with him, getting in trouble for telling me about the abusive behavior. It even went so far as him making them sign contracts that they will not tell anyone outside the household what happens there. That Yikes. is fucking... That's really disturbing. <laughs> I can't. I, okay. Continuing. I know saying something to him, even if I block him right after sending it will only lead to more emotional pain for not only me, but for my sister. It's just not worth it, but I don't know how to move forward without telling him how I feel about everything. I've worked through a lot of PTSD and other things that came from so much childhood trauma and therapy and have worked hard to not let it impact me so much. Still, I can't help but internalize so many things he has told me and think that I'm just holding on to the past. I feel so disappointed in myself for trusting him and letting him in my life again. I know I don't want him in my life anymore because I don't feel emotionally safe around him, but how do I move forward from this chaotic family dynamic? dynamic and not blame myself. How do I move on knowing I can't say a thing to him? I want so badly to tell him what a horrible father he has been, but I know that won't help anyone. I feel like I can't trust or let anyone new in because people always ask about family when getting to know you. I know I'm doing mm. what's best for me, but I feel so much guilt for going back and forth so much with him. Any words of encouragement or advice would be so appreciated. But even if you just read this, I'm glad I can express how much this has impacted to me. Thank you so much for everything from Tired of My Dysfunctional Family. Mm. Thank you, Tired of My Dysfunctional Family, for writing to us about this. Um, and thank you for 
trusting us to share some of the things that your father has done and the way that that's impacted you and your mom and your siblings. Um, you know, there's a lot in here that, that Sierra and I are really concerned about, um, and, and are really, are really very sorry that that is what you and your family have been experiencing at the hands of your dad. And I just want to say that, um, this feeling that you're having of blaming yourself of, not understanding how you're supposed to move through the world with all of this weight on your shoulders of feeling like it's even your job specifically to figure out how to make this better is all really relatable and deeply understandable. Um, and we're going to offer some ways to think about how to, to, if not change the situation, then at least offer you a perspective that might be more nutritious for you. But before we do that, I want to just say that like everything about your letter um, is deeply understandable and deeply relatable. Uh, and the way that you're feeling about all of this isn't abnormal or weird or, or even like wrong. It is right. just totally understandable that someone in your shoes experiencing the things that you've experienced would be really struggling in this way to figure out how you're supposed to move forward yeah. while this, all of this stuff is continuing around you. So again, yeah. thank you for trusting us with this question. And we're going to get into some advice, some thoughts, some love for you in just a second. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because <laughs> love it. <laughs> honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame 
and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. <laughs> Stop wasting yeah. you money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, y'all. Welcome back. And thank you so much to our letter writer for trusting us with this letter, as Sam said. Um, yeah, I, it makes so much sense to me, this, I'm going to call it emotional, emotional turmoil, right? The back and forth, because you're getting pulled in so many different directions right now. First, you're like, I want to tell you how I feel. I want you to know how disappointed and hurt and disgusted I am by your behavior. I want you to, I want you to know how your behavior has impacted me. And then you're being pulled in another direction of like your social, cultural, and familial conditioning, that this is my father, that this is my family member, that this is my blood, that I have to like somehow maintain some sort of relationship with this person or, you know, like the the obligation we feel to our family members, despite how horrifically they treat us. I'm also sure you're feeling torn because you have siblings that are, you know, somehow required or, or still in a relationship with your father and you, and you don't want to leave them alone in there, you know, and, and a hundred other ways in which you are being pulled. Um, I, I just feel deeply for you and your heart and the exhaustion that you're feeling right now. So much of me in my emotional landscape right now is really stumbling over my personal conditioning of what it means to be a daughter. And I'm going to offer you some, some ideas that I've been uh, exploring that have brought me some comfort as I put some space between me and a parent and as I sort of ease that wound, you know, that that call and response that I learned as a child, because like it's apparent from your letter that you have often extended that olive branch you, that you have 
historically forgiven or wanted a relationship with your father or wanted him to be able to change or wanted your accountability to 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 create him to to make him a different person like like you've been willing to believe in him he just hasn't shown up right mm. um and so this is what's helping me right now um put space between my relationship between this person and me in my life. Um, I'm at Sam's recommendation. I'm reading uh, Jeanette McCurdy's memoir. I'm glad my mom is dead. Mm -hmm. Um, And Jeanette McCurdy is a Nickelodeon child star. (laughs) I never watched any shows that she was on because I think I'm just a bit too old for her when she was aired, but, um, it's, it's, it's about how she became, how the emotional abuse that she endured from her mother and how a lot of it stemmed from the control, uh, controlling behaviors by her mother, but also that her mother, her mother's emotional needs, the, the chaotic nature of her mother, her mother's emotions, her regulation, her mental health, her physical health made Jeanette so attuned to her mother um, that it it affected her life in so many other ways. Just sort of like that that unhealthy, codependent connection between child and parent. Um, and Jeanette's, it's going to be my blind date next week. Sorry uh, for the, the spoiler alert. Um, Anyway, I'm really enjoying it. It's not really about the book. <laughs> what I'm about to say. Um, so as I read this book, I'm 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 really enjoying it. I, but I always think like, man, I feel a little uncomfortable with the title. Like I feel an inner resistance to that title, mm-hmm. right? Whether whether it's conscious or not, it's mostly subconscious, to be honest. And I, whenever I pick up the book, I think, man. My parent would hate this title. Mm. Uh, and why? Why? And why do I feel this inner resistance about this title? Like, why does this title make me uncomfortable? And so I sat with that feeling for a while and I realized it's because, like I said, that social, cultural, and f- familial conditioning that I have uh, experienced that taught me that I should always show love and respect to my elders. And that I owe my parents my love and respect because of the sacrifices they made for me, right? Um, and I sat with that idea for a really long time. And and again, all of all of my thoughts about my parental relationships are in tandem with my thoughts about what type of parent I want to be right now. So I was thinking, you know, my parent feels like my that I owe them my love and respect and time and a relationship. I owe them a relationship because of everything they gave me when I was younger. And part of me, the subconscious part of me believes that because I grew up in a world, in a family, um, with the understanding that parental relationships are transactional, Mm. um, that 
because of the money and resources they put into you, the time, how much they loved you, you know, because that they are simply your parent, that they are owed a relationship with you. But what I'm unpacking now is just that parental relationships are not transactional. They are not guaranteed or owed your love or attention or a relationship with you. This is what I'm thinking about when I think about parenting my my daughter. I am responsible for raising her, for keeping her physically safe, for providing for her, and for nurturing her, for making her feel like uh, loved, safe, able to make mistakes, um, able to explore, to discover, um, fed you know, I'm I'm responsible for giving her opportunities to better herself. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm responsible for for giving her a safe place when she doesn't want to better herself or when she when she makes a mistake. However, I am not responsible for her loving me back, and I've been trying to think about it in terms of like. That's my, there's two layers. Like the first layer is like, I'm responsible for raising you safely, providing for you and nurturing for you. The second layer is hopefully when she's older and able, I have cultivated a loving reciprocal relationship Mm -hmm. that I've, that I've worked, that we have grown together. Not, I I, I keep hesitating because I want to say that I've earned, but it's not earned. It's yeah, not that not I've entitled. earned it. Yep. Right. It's that we've cultivated and grown it together. I'm not owed a relationship with my daughter. And so this has been, I don't know if I like stumbled over that explanation or not. So I, I hope it makes sense. But this has really helped me while I envision what I what what I want to do for my child. It's helped me unpack my relationship with my parents. Sure. To put some emotional space between me and them because what I get caught up on and what I think you're getting caught up on other than just the general chaotic trauma of your childhood is like, how do I let go of my father? And I said this in a Patreon episode recently and the joke right now is which Patreon episode did you talk about your parent therapy? <laughs> you know, <laughs> everyone. But I don't, I don't know which one it is, but I said it recently, which is I, I talked to my therapist about like, how do I dethrone my relationship with my parent? Like, how do I make it just another relationship? Um, and this, this mentality that I just explained or this idea has really helped of like, right. just because my parent raised me, paid for things, kept me alive, loved me, even though they love me, doesn't mean I need that they are owed a relationship from me, especially yep. when I don't feel good or safe around them. Just when right. I, you know, help me out here. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that that all of that was really good, right? Like, uh, uh, and we exist in a in a place where society and our families and so many of the messages that we're getting is that like we are supposed to have 
good yeah. relationships with our parents, right? Like to not, that it does feel transactional, right? Like that's sort of the way that the relationships are talked about. You should love your parent because they loved you and they supported you yeah. and they gave you all of these different things. And it can be really hard to disrupt that. And it sucks to have to disrupt it too, right? I think that a lot of us sort of function in this place where it's like, it's not that I don't want to be friends or like to be in relationship with my parents. It's that it's like a really unsafe place for me to be yeah. in relationship with them. And, and so there's also like the internal disappointment that comes from that too. Right. Especially like looking around and seeing all of these different images and sort of stories about people being in really good relationship with their parents. Um, so there's like a grieving that has to happen here too, right? Like even with like the clearest eyes, you can look at the situation and be like, this person is not safe for me. That doesn't yeah. mean that your your poor little heart isn't going to be like, but I really want him to be safe for me, right? Like there's nothing more that I want to have like a good so relationship real. with a parent. It's so real. Because I love him, right? Like even if he uses the F slur, even if he makes all of our relationship things transactional, even if he makes my younger siblings sign contracts to not say what's going so on in the household. That just is such so a fucked red flag up. for me. Absolutely. Um, what are you afraid of people knowing that exactly. you're a fucking shitty parent? Exactly. Um, but that doesn't mean that the necessarily that the love or the desire to be in good relationship goes away. And I, and I just yeah. want to say that like you're, you are also like beating yourself up a little bit about why did I let this person back in? Why did I trust him? And I just want to say like the trust that you had for your parent wasn't the thing that hurt you, right? It was not your fault that your, your, that this, that your dad hurt you in this way. You didn't yeah. invite it in. You didn't say, come here and please hurt me. You said, I want to be in better relationship with you. Can you meet me there? And he said, yes, absolutely. And then he fucked it up, right? It wasn't that you wanted him in your life. That was the problem here. It was, it was his actions that caused that hurt. Yeah. That and I, and I say that, Sam. I want to say that really explicitly. Cause like I fall into the same trap, right? Like I never should have trusted that person. I never should have done this thing. That's our trauma speaking. That's our trauma saying, if you do the right things, not bad things will not happen to you. We can mm. prevent that horrible thing from happening again. If we can control everything, if we can beat ourselves into submission so that we never make a mistake again. And I just want to say, you could never make a mistake again in your whole life. And that doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen because that's life. That is what it is. And yeah. how beautiful and wonderful it is that your heart was still capable of opening to this man. And I'm so sorry that he took advantage of that. I'm so sorry that he yeah. didn't live up to the gift that is an open heart, a open hearted relationship with you. Right. Yeah. So all of this sucks. <laughs> it just, there are no good choices available to you, which I yeah. think is the other thing that is so challenging about this letter or, and about your experience, right. To be in a position where you're sitting there looking around you and being like, this choice sucks. This choice sucks. Yeah. This choice sucks. There's and the one choice that I want, which is to fix my relationship with my parent and to make him stop doing this harm to other people is not actually available to me. Like that is not a choice that I have. And yeah. so I don't say that I say that in a way to not just like be gloom and doom. Although sometimes I do that for sure. But like, I want to say that because I want you to go into this with eyes wide open to say like, it's not about fixing everything. It's about choosing the choices that are going to cause the least harm to you and to the siblings that you love. Yeah. And that sucks. I wish, I wish you had a different choice available to you, 
but I want you to be thinking about this in a way that is radically honest about the situation because, because that's going to be more nutritious in terms of like you deciding what you want to do than sort of sitting in this pain of, I just wish you were different. I just wish you were different. I just wish you were different. Yeah. And I want to say too, for me, there's the layers of like, I don't like you. I don't want to be around you. (laughs) And underneath, (laughs) and underneath that layer is I I don't want to be around you, but I want you to know how I feel. Also I, that, yep. I deeply relate to this. Like, it sucks so hard just to be like, I want to fucking tell you off. I want you to know all of this emotional work I'm doing just to fucking leave you behind. I want you to know that this isn't just like a passive thing, you know? And then underneath that layer is I I wish you were different. I don't want to have to grieve you before you're dead because that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing. Right. When we, Mm -hmm. when we say goodbye to these relationships, when we say goodbye to the, to the idea of the parent that we've been holding on to. Right. Yep. Yep. And instead accept the parent we have, the grieving process begins and it is a fucking, it's a grieving process. I've avoided my entire life (laughs) until I (laughs) had a fucking baby, you know? And, all, every single one of those layers sucks and hurts and is grief-filled. Um, and every single one of those layers is relatable. You, you are incredibly unalone, unfortunately, in this experience. Mm. Um, but I want to speak really quickly to, this, to the second layer of just like wanting... To say your piece. Wanting him to know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanting him to know. And listen, you could do it. You could do whatever you want, but it sounds like you've come to a very similar conclusion that I've come to, which is that it is not emotionally safe for me in any realm. Yep. It's not worth it. It's not worth it. The 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 clarity I would get, the resolve I would get from just being able to speak my mind, it's not worth the emotional unsafety that I would feel. Definitely mm-hmm. all words in there. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that's okay. I want, I want, I'm sure there, uh, a therapist would tell you the same thing or has told you the same thing, but it's okay if they never know your truth. It's okay if they never know how hard it was for you to decide to walk away and how much they hurt you. For sure. I know it's unsatisfying. I know it's unjust. I know that it doesn't feel fair. And I know that you're also probably like me worried that there, that your dad is walking around with an assumption about why you walked away. Like, oh, she just doesn't love me enough. She doesn't care. She's selfish or, or he doesn't, he doesn't even have the, the wherewithal to recognize that you're gone. Right. He doesn't have the emotional bandwidth to, to care. Right. And all of those are upsetting. All of that is, is unsatiating right? The, the wounds in us and also them knowing the truth of how hard we have worked for our emotional peace and safety is inconsequential. Mm. Them knowing about how hard we have had to advocate for ourselves, how resilient we are, how intentional we have been about taking care and making choices that create the life that we want to live. It's not about them. 
and they will never make any of that work easier or feel better. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. The last thing I want to say too is you know this already and it sounds like a full and complete black, black, black is probably best for you and safest for you emotionally and physically, but you are allowed to define your relationship with your parent creatively. You're allowed to see that person once a year. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to see that person once every 31 days or only in the daylight on Tuesdays. Like, <laughs> yeah. you're allowed to have just a phone conversation with him. You're allowed to just communicate him via text message. You get to be the artist who who creates the relationship. You don't have to go, you don't have to follow any blueprints that society or culture have have created before you just because we see what relationships can look like doesn't mean that that is the, that that is the end all be all of, of what our relationships can be. We are creative. We are resilient and we are creative and, and, and our relationships can look, they, they can reflect the complicated nuanced reality of humans. You know, they can be chaotic, right? I don't mean that Mm -hmm. they are going to, you know, like, I'm not inviting more chaos from him in your life. I'm saying that you could speak to him once every 60 days, you you know, what, you know, once every 60 days and then every other Tuesday. (laughs) Um, Uh And then that's it. Like you can create the relationship that feels right to you, or it can be all or nothing. You can, you can do whatever you want here. For sure. It doesn't have to look like anyone else's is what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, And this is a, this is a long road to travel for sure. Um, and yeah. I, and I know that there's sort of an immediacy to what you're feeling in this moment, right? Like I just want it to be done. I want to figure it out. How am I supposed to get for move forward? And the, the act of the work of unpacking this stuff for ourselves of, of addressing this trauma of renegotiating relationships with our siblings and with your dad, if that's something that you want to do like that stuff takes time. Um, and so I don't want you to hold yourself to a standard that's not going to be achievable for you. So just know that it gets better, right? It gets easier to start doing some of this work. Um, and it also is something that is going to need time in order for it to work in the way that it's supposed to. So I'm so sorry that you're going through all of this. And I'm so sorry that I can't offer you uh, an easy way to sort of let go of the pain that your dad has caused you. But I I want you to know that you're not alone in it um, and that lots of us are on this journey to understanding ourselves and our relationships with the people that we've loved uh, and who have done us harm. um, And you're in good company around that. So know that you're held uh, and know that we're here with you on that journey. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. Absolutely. We hope this helps. All right. This brings us to the blind date segment of the show because it is Friday. Every Friday, we want to tell you something that we love that we want to set you up with. And today we are sending you home with... A video game, uh, which I have only done like... I think once before, um, mm-hmm, but totally. I am somebody who plays video games. I just like, don't talk about it on this podcast. Uh, but I recently just finished a game called Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, which is 
this very cute game uh, about this hero who um, is like trying to help all of the gods who have had their powers stolen. It sort of takes place in Greek mythology. Um, it's like a very open world game. So you sort of explore things, you like unlock puzzles, um, but it's the storyline is really good. I play video games because of the storyline. Cause I think it's really fun to like inhabit different people's experiences and stories. Um, the gameplay is like really easy to use. So it's like very, it's not frustrating, which is also mm-hmm. a thing that happens in games <laughs> a lot. Um, and it's actually really funny. Like the characters, the dialogue is like really well written. Um, and I, it was sort of a sleeper hit for me. Like I had heard of it and didn't play it and then just recently picked it up and was like, Oh, how have I been putting this off for so long? Cause this has been so much fun. Um, so if you or someone, you know, in your life plays video games, it's available on all of the different platforms, PC, PlayStation. I played it on the switch. Um, it was a really great and fun game, uh, to, to just play, uh, and relax with. So uh, it's called Immortals Phoenix Rising. Uh, You can get it on whatever gaming platform you or your loved ones play on. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you are interested in more content from us, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode as well as access to all of our episodes without ads. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DMs, send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you could submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can get our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. This literally keeps our mics on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just Break Up is a production of Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his music and his podcasts on Spotify. And remember, true love is not transactional. It is not owed it is cultivated it is grown it ebbs and flows it is open to change and negotiation it is malleable it is forgiving just because someone does something for you doesn't mean they are entitled to you and if all else fails just break up